as you know, this season of Malhai Theology is squarely focused on the climate crisis, its origins, tentacles of destruction, and its connections to Christian theology. On this episode, we will depart from that theme and begin to explore how various artists and other creatives are challenging the climate crisis through their unique mediums. In 2020, a Fort Collins-based musician released Still No Mother, a folk album that uses music to meditate on the existential angst of the climate crisis. The composer of that album is today's guest. Our conversation will be sprinkled by a few selections from Still No Mother and other forms of wisdom he's gleaned from using the pain of a planetary crisis hinge point to create something beautiful. Please give Logan Farmer, recording artist and musician, a warm Malhai theology welcome. Thank you. Hi. Thank you so much for being with us this evening. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is really nice. Um, you and I spoke a few weeks ago, and you shared that you've always written music as a way to explore your emotions. What emotions have you experienced um, in reflecting on the climate crisis? I think I've always used writing uh, to explore existing emotions and also kind of process my way through things that I would have difficulty uh, explaining or articulating, I think, in conversation. Um, Not really intentionally, just as I I sit down and I, as I write, that's kind of just what comes out. And so um, I had a, I'd been researching Woody Guthrie, and I came across his uh, Dust Bowl Ballads record, which is kind of a, a concept album about the Dust Bowl and people living through it. Um, and all of that, and I thought it might be interesting to interpret that into, you know, our current environmental crisis, Mm. um, and to see kind of what that would look like, and so then as I began researching for the record and writing the songs, it became less of those fictions that I thought I was going to write, the fictions that I think are a big part of uh, Woody's work, Uh, and then it kind of became more of my own uh, trying to understand my own climate grief, uh, and you, you just you never know how these things are going to turn out. And so when I, mm. um, yeah, so I mean, you know, it's it's um, kind of a this unnamed dread just started kind of coming over me as I was writing these songs, and it became something entirely different uh, within a similar framework of the American folk song. Wow. Yeah. So, um, with that said, and and for those who are joining us. Um, on the podcast, um, on the audio side of the podcast, um, Logan is going to play three selections from Still No Mother. Um, so, Logan, if you would play for us No One Owes Us Anything, which is um, the final song, I believe, on the right. album. Yeah, this is the last one.
years later and there's no more ice I'm gonna end my days on a kitchen knife Everything together better add up to a lot Place on the wall where I paint my hand I'm gonna betray the call of modern man I'm terrified every time the service draws As a matter of fact, it never rained No one owes us anything I'm especially um, struck in No One Owes Us Anything by the lines, if we lose our strength, it's gone. If we lose our faith, it's gone. Can you say a little bit more about what those lyrics mean to you? Yeah. Um, I think that was kind of... It's it's one of the more direct songs on the album. It's one of the more, um, I don't know, explicitly political 
songs on the album. And uh, I think that line was kind of to myself to kind of um, drive a little more hope and ambition into uh, these issues. Mm -hmm. But then, of course, um, a lot of times, and through the process of writing this, I felt that there was very little hope uh, or confidence. And that's why, I mean, the very last words in the album are, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. Um, and I think that's kind of that, that sense of hope and, and dread, and uh, that's kind of where a lot of um, the emotions behind this album come from. And so it starts off kind of from a hopeful place and ends off in a very hopeless place. And that song itself is very um, bitter, and it's a, kind of an angry track. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that's that one. So if you would, uh, Logan, please introduce your next song, Rome Through a Fog. Right. Um, yeah, so this one, um, it was the first track we put out for the record, uh, and also one of the first ones that I wrote. And um, for me, when I write songs... Uh, I don't sit down thinking I'm going to write a climate change song. And so it takes a lot of, uh, you know, sometimes I'm just speculating when I'm interpreting my lyrics just as much mm -hmm. as anyone else might be speculating. Um, and so I, this, is, this one has remained a mystery to me um, more than a few other ones, I'd say. So it is written I'm afraid of myself All the sin hidden I remain someone else Around me now, 
called me by name. need more rope if I'm to tie him up. Gonna need more rope if they're to tie me up. This progression, can you say more about what about that progression in the lyrics? Yeah, you know, um, like I was saying, it's, it's always hard to know what a song means. I think you have to, uh, so much of it is just kind of impressionistic stream of consciousness when you're in the moment writing it, so I can only kind of guess uh, I, I feel like the, this track is, is um, you know, I, I think that there was a lot of uh, political activity happening when I wrote these songs, and this was um, this was pre-COVID when I wrote most of these songs. Hmm. Um, and I think the wall conjures uh, imagery, perhaps of the the border crisis. Um, I think. I think some of it was angry and some of it was also a little depressed and um, like a lot of my work. And I think, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why, um, you know, that, that, that switch is interesting to me too. And it's something that I play with a lot when I perform that song live. Mm. Um, I'll switch it up uh, lyrically as I go. I, I do think though that Rome, the referencing of Rome and the lyrics um, are meant to kind of uh, suggest imperialism mm. um you know rome is obviously was the quintessential empire and i think um i think i put that in there as a little bit of an indictment is that as well you know so mm. uh yeah that's that's would be my like gander there at that one so amazing I'm Broderick Greer, host of Mile High Theology, and I'm joined by musician Logan Farmer. You have one more selection for us, Logan. River Black.
Asking, trying to dissect that song, and okay. I, but I I do before we close. I would love, um, because you brought this up when we were talking a few weeks ago, um, and and I want to get it exactly right. And I wrote it down verbatim. You said, "All art is climate art, because even if you aren't talking about it, you are talking about it." Um. Can you say just more about that? Um, you know, we we are taking a turn kind of in this season of, of looking at art, of looking at different expressions, really, of healing of the mm-hmm. planet. Um, so for those musicians who aren't explicitly um, releasing albums that are exploring angst around the climate crisis, what do you say um, about that? 
Yeah, well, um, I guess I said that kind of uh, referencing the all-encompassing nature of the crisis mm. um, and how it bleeds into other issues as well. Um, you know, it's not an isolated issue. Um, you know, it, it bleeds into, you know, class issues. It bleeds into race issues, um, indigenous issues, all sorts of in injustice will comes down a lot of times to climate and will continue to do, to do so mm. uh, as the, the climate crisis worsens. Um, and I think it, uh, I, it reminds me of, um, I don't know, going back to the imagery of Dust Bowl ballads, um, you know, I, I feel like the people who lived through the Dust Bowl, who lived through that specific environmental catastrophe, um, they had lives, they had jobs, they mm. played cards, I guess, and they, uh, and, you know, but at the same time, you know, they had dust in their teeth, they had dust uh, coated their dishes, um, dust in their lungs, uh, and everything is climate in the sense that you can't escape it. And it's not, um, you know, it, it, it's easy to wear beliefs and opinions kind of as accessories. Mm, um, especially with social media. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm guilty of it too, because it's, yeah. you, you feel like you're doing something if you share that, that post or if you uh, like that picture. And again, I'm guilty of this 200%. Um, but to truly live in the reality of it, uh, our brains aren't meant to handle the enormity, I think, of the climate crisis. Mm. Um, and so when you have those glimmers of understanding, um, you just want to you want to push it away, but I think you know if you try not to and you try to just embrace it, um, it's hard. It's it's depressing, um, but it's also necessary. Mm. So I think that's probably what I meant. I, I more eloquently put it that way, but well, you know. and I I think that that is kind of to show my cards. I mean that that's one of the motives of having you on the podcast is you you're modeling for us the way a musician um can help all of us in some way kind of look at the climate crisis head on and and live with that pain in a beautiful way you know there's no i think what we've all learned or at least what i've learned over the past few years is that there is no shortcut there is no mm -hmm golden bullet um, right. to kind of get us on the other side of this crisis. Um, it takes music. It takes art of all kinds. It takes gatherings like this. It takes um, scientists. It, I mean, it mm -hmm. takes creativity sort of in every level of society and in every dimension of our kind of global collective life to find the solutions right. um, that are often right in front of us, but sometimes our governments and corporations don't have, um, you know, the will to act accordingly. Um, so that, you know, that's kind of one of the, the reasons I wanted to bring you on is just so that we all see um, according to skill and gift there, there are ways to express the pain um, that our planet is currently experiencing. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, and I, I think, um, you know, I, it, as we get deeper into it, um, there's always that classic, uh, the classic quote, I forget who it's by, but it's just about um, even inaction is action. And mm. we don't all need to be these amazing activists necessarily. I think we all just need to try to do our, our best to, to do our part. Um, beyond that, and just to kind of, I mean, and, and art is also beautiful in the sense that it's um, one of the few things that people can do, that humans can do, that is not a form of consumption as well. Uh, you know, you flip mm. on a light, you're making an ethical decision to consume something. Um, but when you make art, you're releasing something into the universe that has never existed before. Um, it's something brand new, and it's something that just you can do. And that wow. is a, that is beautiful in its own way and worth, worth doing. Um, so let's open the floor. We have time for about two questions for Logan. I have a non-climate crisis-related question. Oh, good. That's welcome. Um, what got you into music? Yeah. Um, I don't really remember. It's, it's, it's something I've always done. Wow. Uh, almost in the exact same way that I, I'm doing it now. Um, I was in a, a band in high school, and then, as many of us are, and then that band <laughs> ceased to exist, and I just kind of kept going. Um, and I think I found a way to need it um, and also want to do it and also enjoy it as well without any expectation of... Um, or any entitlement or any expectation of fame and fortune. And I think I just needed it and I need it still. And I love it. And I loved it then, um, as a, an outlet and, um, hmm. you know, we to express myself more accurately, I think probably than what I'm saying right now. So yeah. Thanks. Do you find yourself writing future or current works as a, as an entire concept, like as an album, as one concept? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, no, sometimes. Um, this one, I approached it initially, like I said before, from a, from a climate angle, um, and then mm. uh, it kind of became something else, which happens a lot. Um, and so I'll often go in with kind of a very broad concept. Um, I usually write a collection with an album in mind. I don't really do like singles very often. Um, I'm like, I'm going to make another album. And so I'll go and I'll write these songs. Um, and it usually becomes some sort of concept um, just by capturing a frame of mind that I am in when I'm writing that song, you know? Um, so there's usually a common thread or a, some sort of narrative that I can latch onto. It's like, this is a concept. But um, not usually. I wish, I wish I could do that more. That'd be kind of an interesting skill to have to just I'm gonna write this album about this and then to go in and, and do it, so... I know. Thank you. That's a good question. Yeah. Thank you. I think we have time for one more question. So what's next? Yeah. Um, I have another album uh, that's all finished uh, that will be coming out uh, hopefully early next year sometime or maybe spring next year. Um, things are moving slowly uh, right now just because there's kind of a vinyl backup like a vinyl manufacturing uh, thing and I really oh, I no. want despite the horrible environmental costs of vinyl uh, I've never actually had a real 
full run of vinyl record. And so I'm allowing myself that little, little bit of joy and then I'll probably, I'll consider the vinyl thing in the future. But that's anyway, that, so yeah, that's what's next. I'm, I'm ramping up for that next press cycle and um, that next album. And um, yeah, I mean, this, this, uh, this album came out a little over a year ago now. And so this is probably the last interview that I'll do for this, uh, for this album. Yeah, so thank you for helping me kind of shut the book on this one. Um, see where things go. Yeah. yeah, church is usually where people go to die. So that's perfect. Yeah. This is that perfect. is perfect. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's a great question to segue. So where can we follow your work, Logan? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I'm on all of the usual stuff. I'm on Spotify and Bandcamp and uh, loganfarmer.com. Um, you can find all my stuff anywhere you can find anyone else's stuff. Well, thank you for joining us, and we're very grateful. Thank you for, for having me. Your presence tonight, and you. Um, you know, for the gift that your art um, and your passion is to the world. So, thank you for your vulnerability and um, sharing this with us. Yeah, thank you so much. Malhai Theology is a production of St. John's Cathedral, an Episcopal church in Denver, Colorado. I offer special thanks to our guest, musician and recording artist, Logan Farmer, our communications director and producer, Evans Owsley, our communications support, Christina Rutland, our hosts, Redline Contemporary Arts Center, our caterers for this evening, Little India, and you, our loyal listeners. This podcast was recorded on the land of Ute, Cheyenne, and Arapaho peoples. We give God great thanks for the 48 contemporary tribes that are historically tied to the lands that make up the contemporary state of Colorado. Please join us next month when Shannon Francis, Executive Director of Spirit of the Sun, an indigenous woman-led organization that is working to empower Native communities, one youth at a time, joins us as a guest on Malhai Theology. Please rate and review Malhai Theology on Apple Podcasts to enhance our digital visibility. And actually, when I say that, actually rate and review. I don't just say that to like take up space in the podcast. Actually rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because that um, does truly enhance our digital visibility. And I only emphasize that because I actually checked our reviews on Apple podcasts. And the last review that was left was in December of 2020. So if you listen to this podcast and you love it, rate and review it on Apple podcasts. Thank you. God bless you. See you next month. I feel a lot better about that now. <laughs> I, just, I just had to do that. That was awesome. Okay, good.